Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, to tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Thursday. You know what that means. It's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, AEW Dynamite Review. My name is Big Tasty Ben Jackson. I'm here with Jay Luft. Hello, Jay. Hello, mate. And Aaron the Statman Sutcliffe. Hello, Aaron. Um, perfectly fine, apart from my football manager got a fuck. I didn't ask how you were, I said hello. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, like, oh. I don't care how you are, mate. As long as you're here to talk about wrestling, I don't give a shit. Why do I keep doing that? Just go for whatever. <laughs> right, let's get right into it, eh? Because um, the show does. It gets right into it. Um, we, we kick off tonight with the tag team Battle Royale. Um, so this is a... I don't even know how many teams are in it. A, a multi-team tag team for... Ten, a, sorry? Ten? Ten, I think. There's a, there's a lot of beef in the ring when it kicks off. A lot of beef um, in the ring. Just a bit of housekeeping. Um, it's announced. It was announced on social media, but it's announced as well before this match starts that um, FTR was suspended from this match because of their despicable actions last week, cutting the um, the horns off a, an endangered dinosaur. Uh, they've been yeah. replaced. They've been replaced by Silver and Reynolds of the Dark Order. So that means, interestingly, the Dark Order have two teams in this match. They also have Uno and Stu, and the Inner Circle have all three teams in this match. Uh, speaking of your three teams for the Inner Circle, when Sammy and Hager come out, um, Sammy Hager's the celebrity or celebrity, totally the red, not the, the Red Rock around in terms of respect. Well, whatever. He's totally What's respect not... on his name. <laughs> He's totally not reading a script or anything. He knows. We're going to have new <laughs> EW tag chance. It's like, one, you took way too long to remember that. And two, <laughs> it's not for the tag title. <laughs> no, yeah, Sammy hates it. Chris cool. Jericho's getting one of his old irrelevant mates to call on a favour for him. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, Jericho's like... That's it. one of his one of the things you get with Chris Jericho is access to like everybody in the world of classic rock. So that's you know. true. Um, yeah, and so, he's gone and he's gone for Sammy Hager out of that access in the world of classic. Well, rock. you've literally got Sammy and Hager, haven't you? So it's it's kind of the it's kind of yeah, the kind of, like I think it's running the joke into the ground now by getting Sammy Hager to, to appear even more confused on every episode of Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, the inner circle come out and they are hey, in WWE bro and Bad Bunny. To be to be fair, mate, if, if Bad Bunny couldn't front chicken foot, so yeah, check fair. out check out check out the two chicken foot albums. They're really good. Um, got Chad Smith on drums. Um, Mark Mendo, no, who's it? Mark Mendo? No, it's not. It's Mike Lantney from also Van Halen from Van Hagar, and um, Joe, the guy from Moneyboard who does the. No, is it him? I can't remember who plays guitar now. Jesus. Yeah, check and put the good. Um, anyway, let's get, let's get away from this, this trash fire to this trash fire. So um, the acclaimed come out and interrupt um, in the inner circle's entrance with... Again, I, I, I still think they're fun. I still like them. I still, they, I still get a kick out of their little rap entrance. It does it for me. Yeah, I really like the acclaimed. It floats my boat. Like the, it, it should suck, but they're just so charismatic. I think it works. Yeah. If they were like Ever Rise, for example... Anthony Bowens is is he the one? He's the one who doesn't rap, isn't he? Anthony yeah, Bowens? he's he's the one who's like the yeah. proper like super talented wrestler. And he's like, super hype. 
he's such a good hype man though he's got mad like he's just got great facial expressions and he's got great body yeah. language it's yeah it, it really works it shouldn't like I should hate this I should like absolutely despise it because I'm an old man and I think the gimmicks are stupid but I think this is really funny yep. don't put yourself down like that big tasty <laughs> <laughs> um, a little fun fact as the books come out um, JR says that the young books are going to try and emulate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by winning back to back uh, JR thinks the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl last year. They did not. It was actually their opponents, the Kansas City Chiefs, who won the Super Bowl last year. Did they? Come on, JR. You're a football guy. You should. You're better than this. Yeah, He's it's a actually... football guy, though, isn't he? Yeah, but it's all the bloody same. It's actually Pat. Ma- it's Pat Mahomes who's going for the for the Tufa, not, uh, not, not, not the Bucks. That's like watching indie wrestling go. Yeah, but it's indie wrestling. Don't keep an eye on professional or. Yeah, mean... exactly. Everyone knows. Oh, everyone knows. <laughs> everyone knows the main event at WrestleMania. Exactly. That's true. That's true. <laughs> what is the main event at WrestleMania? Just out of curiosity. This year. Yeah. Uh, probably Goldberg beating Drew. <laughs> Got to get his win back, mate. Get that win back. <laughs> so anyway, a lot, a lot of action in this match. Not going to go through it blow by blow because it would take us literally forever. Um, one thing that made me really happy was um, John Silver and Evil Uno eliminating Jake Hager. That got a little pop for me. Yeah. A little yay. Um, yeah. I thought Stu Grayson continued his run of doing great things in Dynamite matches here with some some great moves. Uh, in particular, there was that little work around he did with Hager on the apron where he, he sort of almost took him out. And then he um, he sort of slid over and did like a... It was almost like... I thought it was almost like a tribute or like a, a sort of copy of the Bailey power powerbomb spot from the Rumble but it wasn't he actually used he got himself into a powerbomb position as a way to avoid being eliminated and then sort of like skin the cap back up which was like really sweet yeah um, big shocker yeah, as Matt Jackson the is... way he got oh go on Jay. I was going to say the way that Stu got eliminated was horrible as well yeah, yeah. he didn't he didn't die for this speaking oh. of uh, speaking of horrible eliminations early on Matt Jackson unceremoniously gets tossed to the outside Oh no! Yeah. How do we cope? Simple baby face. Simple baby face, Matt Jackson. Um, <laughs> just to go, just to clarify as well. Also, um, the young books were tele. Well, were sort of, well, they they didn't say directly what um, it was implied by Tony that if they won this, they got to pick their opponents and they would pick the Good Brothers. Um, and it was sort of heavily implied that you know the young books were going to win this. So to see half of them literally chucked over the ring like a dirty washing. Like literally four minutes into the match was was quite something. Yeah, um, there was a really nice spot in the, somewhere in the middle of the match. Luchasaurus just wrecked everybody. That's when you get Stu Grayson getting killed with a choke slam. Yeah, I mean that was that was a gnarly spot as well. He like choke yeah. slams him onto like half of Anthony Bowen. <laughs> yeah, and like no one, no one, no one, no one lands cleanly. It just they just all fall to the floor. <laughs> um, so we end up with a final three. Of interestingly, Darius Martin from Top Flight, Top Flight representing, and the Sex Gods. If you remember those, uh, yeah. and then when you get to the final three, the chant, the crowd chant, tag team slot, tag team slot. <laughs> Jericho, <laughs> well, what what was interesting was before that they had like a they had the final six, didn't they? And they had like a, a sort of face off where it was three members of the inner circle. Uh, Darius Martin, Nick Jackson, and Max, uh, Caster. Max Caster. Max Caster eliminated MGF. Bigger uh, elimination for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did it. So this, uh, we'll talk about like the actual 
sort of affected this match after we've gone through the, the sort of the beats because we're near the end here now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it ends. We get to the final three. Um, there's like a sort of tangle on the ropes, isn't it? And Jericho goes to like knock Darius off, but he accidentally like from the resulting like confusion, Sammy gets knocked off and Sammy's out. So we end up with Jericho versus Darius. And ends with a pretty nice spot where like Darius is on the outside and he's trying to jump back in and Jericho goes Judas effect him off the apron, which is yeah. you know you knew that was how it was going to end, but yeah, and so Jericho and MJF are the number one contenders for the tag team titles. Yeah, obviously it adds to the whole Jericho, um, or well, Sammy getting kicked out of the inner circle storyline because Jericho accidentally eliminated, eliminated Sammy as well, didn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, there's, could... yeah. there's more on that later. Well, yeah, there's more on that later. But yeah, so this match did it did all, I think it did a lot of good in terms of how it sort of positioned a lot, a lot of the tag teams within AEW in terms of how it made yeah. them look in this match. A lot of promising, like future matches. I think is the way forward for that match. Yeah, yeah I, I, I get the impression that they might be slow building one of the Dark Order teams to win the tag titles at some point this year. Um. Don't, you, don't 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 say that, Jay. Don't don't give me hope. They're no, all but, it's going to be the free bar drill. They're all gonna <laughs> the entire stable is going to defend it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the it the reason I say that is because the they made Silver and Uno in particular look very like strong eliminating Hager. They obviously um had M- MJF and Proud and Powerful and take care of. Either that or I think Dark Order are probably going to go into a feud with the Inner Circle, which might be a bit more realistic to happen. Uh, Jericho wants to get all his fingers and all the pies, so... He wants that sweet, sweet why, t-shirt why, money. He knows why Dark Order... go for the most flavoursome, you know? He, he knows Dark Order is like the top five selling t-shirts on shopaw.com. He needs to be in that. He needs to get some of that action. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that yeah, great, great opening match. Um, really exciting stuff. Uh, obviously, it's AW. You know, we, we get a big tag match to start. It's, it's, it's the bread and butter now, and it? it's what we it's what we've come to expect, and it's what we all yeah. we all know and love. Um, after this, we have um, we have a little nice little thirst trap from Jay Cargo. Now, does anyone remember in 2018 when you went on the WWE Network and you go on something that would come up the advert? And it would be like the Under Armour advert where either John Cena or Dolph Ziggler. Oh, you're like the like, tap, or like the tap out one or something like that. Yeah, tap out or something. It was or Under Armour. Yeah, it was, it was tap out. Yeah, that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Dolph looking like he was trying to wear holding his shit while he was lifting a weight. <laughs> That's exactly what this felt like to me. I was so confused. But it was just a bit. It was just more like Jade Cargo was looking fierce as hell, and it, I think it did a decent enough job of, of getting you a bit excited oh, to see her because we haven't seen her in the ring yet. You know, it did. I mean, I'm not expecting her to be, you know, prime Trish Stratus versus Lita caliber. But it's always better than it's going to go one or two ways. She's either going to be China or Raka Khan. <laughs> it, it just depends. But they, they are it only just options. depends how how they've been training her. Um, yeah, I mean, I know she's been trained under QT, and QT's, by all accounts, quite well respected um, as, a, as a trainer and as a, mm. as a, a, a like a, a match runner, isn't he? So, hopefully, he does. Uh, he looks out for her, and he, he put, he, you know, he puts the match together quite cleverly. He's gonna have to earn his paycheck to get um, to get Shaq around that ring, isn't he? So, <laughs> something tells me Shaq's not gonna be doing much. <laughs> 
Um, well, let's see. This this is the two sides of the coin because if Shaq doesn't do much, that means Cody can't do much. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I mean, Cody, Cody thinks he's good enough that he can get like a Cena Carly match out with Shaq in his head. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd take him on that. I'd, I'd, I'd back him. So I'd back I him did, to that I level. Give it a good go, like, but uh, yeah, not in a normal match. <laughs> Um, right, so speaking of promos, we've got another one. So we've got Sting and Darby, um, an in-ring promo this time. So he's brought his dad along to drink it out to work day. Um, Sting is here, Darby's here. It's, yeah, I kind of just want the match now, I think. Yeah, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of repetition. There's a lot of repetition from both sides as well, which is annoying because I love Team Taz. But... Like, just... <laughs> The problem is, obviously, they can't give the match away until the pay-per-view because it stings first match in AEW. Why have Darby fighting Joey Janela next week? And why not have him against... Hobbs. Hobbs. Starks. Hook. Hook. I've established himself as a top babyface by just beating the ever-living shit out of Taz's son. I mean, Cody tried to establish himself as a top babyface by saying he's a better father figure to Taz than to Hook than Taz is. So you know, well, that's true. <laughs> wouldn't be too far fetched to do that. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. I, I get the impression that because obviously Revolution got pushed back two weeks, didn't it? Yeah, or was it a week? So I, I get the impression that they've obviously they've obviously laid out what they want to do for this Sting and Derby thing, and then they need to kind of like push a week apart to kind of buy some time. And I can understand why they're probably doing they're, this they're kind of in a bit of a hard place here because like you said, they can't you can't just give Sting's match away on TNT. You can't you've got to be careful with yeah. Darby because he's the champion. So you can't have him wrestling all the time. Um but at the same time you need everyone to remember that it's still happening. So you know you've kind of got to keep them in, you know it, you it feels it feels like Great. the end goal is um Starks taking the belt off off Derby. I mean, I'd pop at this point, though, just for, like, Ricky Starks in Derby face paint and Brian Cage or Taz and Sting face paint doing piss, piss takes of, like, their videos. <laughs> just give me that for, like, a week and that, that's fine. We, you know? we are hoodlums, <laughs> Yeah, and, like, they throw, like, instead of throwing, like, a skateboard through a window, they throw, like, one of the merch guys through a window or something. They, 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 could literally, um, they could literally have, like, each member of Team Taz dressed as a different version of Sting. So you could have, like, you're gonna cage a surface thing. I, I was gonna say Hobbs a surface thing because he already wears like the bright colour there pants half the time anyway. And then they just they just make Hook be Joker's thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no Hook, Hook's like that time in a TNA when Sting just came back as Steve Borden. Oh, he had no wearing like a grey hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> no face um, paint, like a dad. Yeah. So so yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad. I mean. It still feels special seeing Sting just about, but yeah, I kind of want the match now. Just give me, the, give me the match. Yeah. Um, I appreciate what they're trying. I appreciate what they have to do. Like sort of, they've got to sort of stretch themselves out to the pay per view. But yeah. Um, speaking of something we don't have to wait for the pay per view for, we've got um, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Oh, now what? What a spicy one this was. I mean, I'd say probably for me, my top one of my top three women's matches in AEW history. Oh. Yeah. What did I miss? Was it that good? 
It was, was uh, it was en fuego. That was pretty good. Um, so yeah, really, 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 really like good match. Um, I, I thought it was all right. I just went that blown away by. Yeah, I think it's because I, I wasn't. I think I, I kind of the match, the two matches I was really hyped for on the show. This wasn't one of them, and it, again, I think I just sort of overlooked it, and then it caught me. You know what I mean? Mm. Happens to me a lot with the women's matches in AW because obviously because they've, they've had a I would say rough, but you know they're always the, the sort of the less polished matches on the card sometimes, and then when you get one mm. that you know you forget how a Thunder Rosa can really go, and I don't know, it just it just looked it looked convincing and hard hitting and you know good in, and slick in a way that a lot of the women's matches in AW don't quite. Yeah. <clears throat> it was yeah. just that it was just that extra that extra gear up from your average AEW yeah. women's match which I mean I, I enjoyed it I thought it was okay but it was I wouldn't say it was top quality notch but I thought, was, I thought it was good I think it was kind of like the perfect sort of blend of obviously Brit Brit and Rebel rely a lot on like character work that's not to say Brit's a bad wrestler it's just a lot of her stuff is very very much like old school heelish tactics. Um, and Thunder Rose is just a tremendous wrestler and kind of paired that together. It it told a nice story, I thought. I really liked that sequence sort of midway through the match towards the end where um, Britt was trying to get Lockjaw on Rosa and she just kept rolling and like kept trying to block it and roll into pins and sort of doing everything she could to sort of like stop it from getting you know getting applied, which I thought was great. It really sold like not only Rosa as a, as a great technical wrestler, but it also sold the, like the fear of like cause no one's ever once it's been cinched in, no one's ever gotten out of Lockjaw, have they? Um, no. Um, at that point, uh, the crowd started going ah, 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 ah thunder. ACDC <laughs> <laughs> Thunderstruck chant just randomly. It was like. That's quite cool. I enjoyed that. <laughs> did you join in? <laughs> I, I <The> did. <laughs> so, um, so this ends after. So Brit does get locked during the end. However, um, Rose has already been KO'd because Rebel has removed the middle turnbuckle pad. Uh, Rose has gone face first into it. It's knocked a clean out, and then Brit just literally slapped locked her on her like prone body, and then gone to the ref. Look, look, she's passed out. It call it, and the ref yeah. has. Which I think is good. It, it 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 sort of it protects Rosa a bit in the finish. Yeah. She doesn't tap. Um, she's already out cold before the submission even gets to her. So I think it's uh, it, it, again this match made both women look look fantastic. Um, I was I was really into it. Yeah, I enjoyed. A couple of really cool spots. Um, obviously where um they were fighting on the stage and Thunder Rosa a Death Valley driver and then Britt like followed that up with a curb stomp. Yeah, uh, a, a stomp, I believe. Called. You can't call it a curb stomp. It was a super dragon curb stomp. <laughs> Brit, Brit's moveset is just like if you gave her like all of the NXT like wrestlers' moves to a creative wrestler, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably, probably helps that her boyfriends give her some of those moves. Yeah, it's like as soon as she goes for the air raid crash, you're like, ah, I know you learned that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just waiting for us to start using the last shot. <laughs> oh yeah, right. So moving on, we've got a kind of a weird. Um, so they, I don't think they made a very. I, don't, I just missed a little a second or so, but they they, um, they had a Hangman Hardy promo that turned out was actually from the previous week. Yeah, they did the. Um, I'm guessing they put it on Twitter. They did the similar thing with something else, which I'll 
get to after we've talked about the show. Um, so they go on to say, because I, I, I sort of, I don't know if I missed with the, how they introduced it, but then they were sort of talking about how they're going to fight Chaos Project next week. And I was like, hang on, wasn't that meant to be on tonight's card? And then it cuts back to like the arena and JR was like, next week is tonight. And I was like, oh shit, okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they've, they've done a similar thing with something, um, as I say, this week on Twitter. I'm pretty sure they put this up on Twitter last week, but they didn't, obviously didn't really do much to... Hype it. Hype it. Yeah. Um, right. So, so speaking of Hangman and Hardy versus Chaos Project, here it is. Um, and, and Hangman Adam Page South having like- having lost four hundred dollars playing with stocks. This week. <laughs> I didn't um, enjoy that. So no, no, no stonk market for Adam Page. He wasn't investing games for whatever he was investing. In. He was uh, <laughs> he was barking up the wrong tree. Can I complain about my boy Sir Penico's entrance? No. Well, he didn't get to do the the finger thing. He didn't get to do his. Party popper thing. I'm very depressed. The jizz ribbons. I I was I was all in in this match until I didn't get that. Just killed the moment. It's literally the only reason we put up with Luther is so that Spencer can do that thing with his with, the, with his ribbons. <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad that that was the thing that kind of lost you for this match because <laughs> Luther in in general lost me. I I never realised how much I didn't want to see Luther and Matt Hardy wrestle until this match. <laughs> uh, one, thing, one thing they did mention that was quite cool was um, how Hangman actually started out wrestling for Matt Hardy's Omega promotion mm, that was cool I did not know that alludes. obviously they have, they have that sort of brief elite, elite history together but further back they have like an actual real life connection which is pretty cool um, yeah mm. the match was just there wasn't it four minutes um, there, there's, a, there's, there's a line I really enjoyed uh, Excalibur goes what do you think Sir Penico got the couple as a gift? Talking about the wedding couple later on, obviously. Uh, Tupperware, Tony goes. Uh, and then Excalibur goes, Luther sandwiches Hardy. And then GR goes, nice segue. <laughs> Tupperware, sandwiches. Yeah. And, you know, props if you did get in Tupperware because it's practical and uh, it's always useful and you can never have too much of it. Helpful. Okay. Yeah, helpful. helpful. You know, helpful Sapentico. They're traveling for work a lot. You know, you need to bring your buddies on the road. <laughs> That's probably how he like, carries all his like streamers around. <laughs> Keep them dry, mate. You know, Florida can rain at any time. Recy- recycles <laughs> them, puts them in top boy. Awesome, at the end of the match. Takes forever. <laughs> Tried to do it today. It wasn't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so, enough the, time because it's TV time. The match lasted four minutes, uh, which is 12 minutes in Luther time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Twelve minutes of time. You've been tired to say that, haven't you? Yeah, I've been trying to, I've been trying oh. to get that shit in for ages. Um, <laughs> and it, obviously, there's a little bit of storyline serving at the end. So Hangman hits Le- the bookshot, and then Hardy does the blind tag, steals the pin, and she has wanted to do in tag matches previous. Yeah. <laughs> <You're right, Aaron. laughs> yeah. Um, and then. Yeah. And then. What? Um, yeah. Once a week, every time. <laughs> and then the turn. Once a week? That once a fucking podcast, isn't it, mate? <laughs> um, we all good? Yeah, Matt, <laughs> Matt, Hardy and, Matt Hardy and Luther fighting was like two two fellas fighting outside of Burger King over the last chips. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really cover each other's weaknesses, did they? Let's face it. I mean, Max no. Rush, I didn't hate it. It was it was fine. It was there to serve the story. It was, it was four minutes right. of my life. Basically, we're I, lucky. I was glad when it was over. 
Yeah. Um, so after the match, Hardy wants Hangman to high five him, and you know he's kind of obviously he made a big he made a big show before the match. How there was no nothing was implied here. It was just a one off. It was just you know they were going to team together because because Chaos Project ruined Brody Junior's birthday, so they need to teach him a lesson, and they're the good guys, and they're going to go and do it. And then after the match, it kind of. Matt, Did you notice as well that Matt, when he was talking about um, setting that up, actually, he said, "He said, look, this will get you back in the dark orders, good graces." And obviously, they're still playing up the hangman's like upset that he's upset the dark order. Don't mate, I can't. My heart can't take it anymore. <laughs> uh, being the elite this week, that was sad enough when Anna. I know. Them. It was so close to being with them. I, I, I love, I love Anna J, but that was too far. <laughs> <laughs> Heel turn confirmed. Um, I was out of face turn confirmed. Defending the fucking boys. She is. She is just a. She's just mean, but she's just you know. She's just a big moment. She makes good points. Yeah. Uh, other shout outs on BTA as well. Um, we won't go into it too much, but um, the Dark Order slumber party was hilarious, and um, Colt, <laughs> Colt telling his ghost story about how he invested in the wrong stocks was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> And um, Silver's like onesie, uh, not onesie, just like oversized t-shirt, like pajama yeah. set, with a, just a cat which said "positively exhausted." Um, which was did, did, you, did you know that um, that was a present off the butcher? Really? Oh yeah, yeah. So on Twitter, yeah. yeah. John Silver put it on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Another thing I found out today, my dad. <laughs> this week about the dark, the dark order was that um, Evil Uno's favorite food, uh, dynamite, is the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches the butcher brings everyone for after the show. The butcher's just like such a nice man, isn't he? Yeah, for a man who looks like he's going to murder your soul. He's such he's a wholesome, he's like, he's actually a really a wholesome nice guy. creature, but he looks like he'd like stab you for fucking the last like five in your wallet. Yeah. What a um, great man. Right, so moving back on. So we talked earlier about the um, Battle Royal and the Fallout. So we've got MJF and Alex Marquez. Oh. Yeah, um, but- Got an announcement in between. I was going to say just before that, he did announce um, some of the competitors. For the oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hand over to you for this because I don't know the. Japanese I don't have them all written much. down. Um, I've wrote down a few of the like standout names for, for myself. Um, while well, Aaron's looking for, looking for the full list, one thing that would surprise me: Big Swall wasn't in it at all. Mm. I was quite shocked by that. Like, um, they on the American side, they announced Serena Deeb, uh, Riho. Um, fuck who else? Anna J, Anna J, Layla Hirsch, Ty Conti, Britt Baker, yeah. Layla Hirsch. So, all of them Myra. are in, in in the United States side, your left hand side of the bracket. Serena D, Riho, Britt Baker, Tay Conti, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Anna J, and Layla Hirsch. And then you go to the right side where all the matches are going to be in Japan. Um, Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, Veni, Emi Sakura, Ryo Mizunami. Eh? Fuck it. Uh, trust me, it's hard. <laughs> Ryo Mizunami, Misuruga, Rinka Dokura, and Miki Oto. Maki Ito. That one. Um, Maki uh, Ito, um, as a legit, like, Friendship, like father and daughter friendship, with um, Lance Archer on Twitter. So I'm excited to see if they do anything with that in uh, Dynamite because it's Twitter. It's Twitter games top notch. I love how so I saw someone on Twitter post today. Um, 
two of the different women from the Japanese um, side. They, obviously, all Japanese wrestlers have been posting like hype, like tweets saying yeah. how they can't wait to get into the tournament and this and that. And one, I can't remember who the. the I sorry, I do apologize. I can't remember who they were. <laughs> one of them was um, like posting it really like, politely, like, oh, I'm so honored to be part of this tournament. I can't wait, you know, to come from this small promotion to AEW and to, to compete. And it was like really touching and to see it. Another one was, I think it was um, the last lady you mentioned. She just put Mackie in all capitals. Yuto. She just put in all capitals. Let's go, motherfuckers. That was Mackie. <laughs> that was Mackie. Oh, yeah. It was like the yeah. two ways to the two ways to announce yourself. She's a fucking brilliant <laughs> follow on Twitter. Um, she's very entertaining. She's she's who I want to win the women's tournaments. I don't think she will, but she's who I want to. I think Britt Baker's probably going to win it though. But yeah, I mean, um, this should be this should be so. Just to clarify, obviously, Riho is on the US side because these are these aren't split by nationality; they're split by location. So these are going to be US based matches and Japan based matches, and then they're going to culminate in a one v one, presumably yeah. a pay per view. I'd imagine. I imagine it's probably going to be Revolution. Yeah, which means they're going to get a, get a, they're gonna have to get a they're going to get a wiggle on, aren't they? If they want to get all these matches in, yeah, they've got a month. I suppose it's single elimination, isn't it? So they're, they're probably they're probably going to do some matches on Dark and a lot of matches on the YouTube channel as well as like one or two on Dynamite, I imagine. Do it on um, Facebook Live, like the Mixed Match Challenge. That's what we all want. Well, they did that. <laughs> they did that with the um, women's tag tournament, didn't they? They just literally yeah. did all the matches on YouTube and the main of the finals on Dynamite. So I assume they're going to do the similar thing. Yeah, which is, um, which would be fine. Um, right, so moving on from that, then we get um, Chris Jericho and MJF um, bursting in. Why is Alex Marvez already in the inner circle dressing room? I don't know. It, he he seems to be like that. Seems to be his gimmick where he just kind of gets in play like places. And it's like, why are you here? Whereas uh, like, MJF probably calls him house the other week. Alex Marquez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, so this is there was some really good. Um, storyline development here so Jericho goes on about how you know how it's great that you know they're the, the, the inner circle and the one contenders the tag team titles you know blah 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 and then Sammy's like well hang on Chris you know you're the number one contender but we're, we're not and he's like oh yeah you know there's, there's collateral damage it's always collateral damage and then Sammy's like well, well it's always it's always us who's, who's oh, the collateral he, damage he got me Sammy got me he's pulling on my heartstrings this was this was a, a quite effective promo, and I, I felt yeah. the same here. I really did. He was like, "Yo, Chris, when's it? When's it my turn? You know, it's always your turn." Yeah. But you, you you got the you got the world title. Yeah. You got the tag team title shot. You know when 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 does Sammy get Sammy's? And then he storms <laughs> off, and Chris, Chris is Jericho, like, um, "Chris Jericho followed him out the room like a deadbeat dad who's ruined Christmas." <laughs> Like son, <laughs> son. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't, sorry, mean to, I, didn't, I didn't mean to spend it all on liquor. <laughs> I didn't mean to spend all your Christmas money on scratch cards. <laughs> I was trying to win it big so I could take us all to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then so this more interestingly then is that what happens next? So MGF approaches the rest of the inner circle and says that they need to have a conversation. Um, we don't see the rest because he orders Wardlow to throw the cameraman out of the dressing room. Now, yeah. is that conversation about Sammy or is it about Chris? Uh, I think it's about both. Yeah. I, 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 I think, think, I think I he's going to kick Sammy out. Or, or, is, Sammy, or is, is, this a, is, is this a swerve and is it they're going to both Sammy kick Chris out? Sammy was a distraction. 
Saudi can kick Chris out because Sammy makes the points. Sammy, that, Sammy's the one who because MJF can't make the points. He's the new guy. He can't come in and be like, oh well, Chris Jericho always gets the title shot and not anyone else. And that's stupid. Yeah. But if he makes Sammy say it, then you know it's not MJF's idea. He's just he's just pointing it out. Yeah, and, it'd be a good bait and switch as well if um, if it's MJF who's like kind of putting the cat amongst the pigeons and Sammy's the one who's like trying to trying to expose that that if Sammy was in on what MJF's doing. I mean, well, we, we said this from the start. I mean, this is, this is what it's all going to boil down to. Is this is Chris Jericho basically aligning himself with all the top young talent in the company to sort of keep himself relevant and give himself a few more tight opportunities and whatnot. And this is what they're calling out, yeah. basically. So, Just be a part of one of the main stories. You say all the top young talent and Jake Hager. <laughs> and Jake Hager. Jake Hager is also here. Um, right, so do you want to talk about should we talk about the wedding, guys? Let's talk about a wedding. So, uh, this is instant six stars for me. Just because, because well, they, they take the fucking sweet time introducing him, um, the minister who looks somewhat sinister. Finally enough, I... <laughs> As they describe him, it is Father James Mitchell is your officiator for, for this blissful ceremony. Obviously, let's let's hire the satanic vicar to do the wedding because that's what yeah. everyone else was presumably busy. <laughs> and, I, then, and at his last you, wedding, um, somebody got shot. So you know, I was going to say, did you see um, did, did you see Nyla Rose's tweet about it? <laughs> no. She put, um, for any of you wondering why I, I couldn't make the wedding, I saw what happened last time that man officiated the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, his, his Yelp page must be a trash fire. Uh, <laughs> some of those vows he was reading out. So anyway, um, so I, uh, the two little things I loved, well, there's a couple of things I really liked here, little details. Um, <laughs> you got Vicky Guerrero walks Chris uh, Kip Sabian to the ring, which is quite nice. And then for some reason, newly, newly minted heel. Jerry Lynn <laughs> having interfered in an impact wrestling match now having turned fully heel. <laughs> right. And whilst they're coming out, JR goes, That may be the most beautiful bride I've ever seen. Excalibur just randomly goes, I thought you were talking about Jerry Lynn. <laughs> I mean he's looking very dapper with his short hair to be fair. Yeah. Uh, so Jerry Lynn gives Penelope away. Um yeah, they read some Questionable vows. Oh, oh. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, the sinister minister says for both of them to have and to grope. Yeah, I mean, I'm still down with it. Don't worry. They also, um, on commentary, they also mentioned that um, James Mitchell's had his eyebrows done. <laughs> just, I mean, if, you, if you've not seen him, they are some serious eyebrows, don't we? Um, you know, he's still only in, his, he's only in his 50s, James Mitchell. That's yeah, he's been, so. he's been around forever. Um, yeah, so they, they they put the rings on and everything, and then they get to the part where they're like, does anyone know any reason why they shouldn't be married? Miro's read the script, mate. He's seen wrestling weddings before. He's been in them. He knows exactly how this goes down, so he gets in and he cuts that shit right out. Speaking of yeah. Miro and wrestling weddings, he was wearing exactly what he wore when he married Lana in WWE. No sound. The exact same outfit. Right, we need to. I'm going to mention this very quickly, and then I'm going to move on. They talk about the bachelor party. They said they had a great bachelor party. <laughs> Where was the fucking bachelor party? I, I get the impression that they're going to show it like next week or something. I really hope they do. It's like or it was on dark. 
Um, well, just a few things before we quickly move on. Uh, Kip Sabian, when he goes, when my eyes met your chest, continues his vows. That's a bit worrying. Well, it's not worrying, it's his missus, but aye. It was when uh, your eyes met my eyes that met your chest. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> this was his line. And uh, he, said, he said that she was beautiful on the inside and hot as hell on the outside. <laughs> which, uh, which Penelope took as the biggest compliment in the universe. Yeah. Penelope goes, I love you, you have the biggest, instantly gets caught off by Kip. Uh, and then obviously Sinister Minister goes, is, uh, do you take this alluring creature... A weird old man cough after he says that. Um, <laughs> to be lawfully wedded wife to have and grope in sickness and health for richer, for poorer, kayfabe and others, so long as you shall live. Kid's face <laughs> when um, when um, James Mitchell did that laugh was fantastic. <laughs> he, looked, he looked like he just smelled a really bad fart. It was a weird laugh. It was very... Sinister, some may yeah. say. Well, he, he, is sinister. <laughs> he, he finishes by proclaiming, "You may now kiss the ball and chain." You know, yeah. James, James, yeah. James Mitchell has not attended um, twenty twenty one since Jimmy Trini. Someone got shot last time. He fucking did the wrestling. Uh, wrestling no. I mean, if I was, yeah. if I was at this one, I wanted to shoot me. To be fair, uh, Miro got karaoke going with the crowd, going, "What is love?" And then everyone started singing. Oh, Baby. I fucking love that. <laughs> <laughs> I marked out like a motherfucker yeah. over there. And then there was a nice little, um, a nice little false, uh, little false um, red herring here because there's a, there's a large, should we say, orange Cassidy sized present. Well, yeah, and it was off Charles. Uh, happened to be off Charles Taylor. Um, so Miro just fucking no your rugby tackles it. My my question <laughs> is, what was actually in the box? That- box that was the gift it was just i don't think it was i think it was just a, a fake it looked it just appeared to be it, tissue it was, i was i was hoping honestly that it would that mirror would destroy it and it would be a replacement arcade machine <laughs> yeah that would be really yeah. like bringing it all full circle and what if what if because what if charles taylor actually you know said right now is the time to admit that we fucked up and to make amends yeah and then Miro fucked it up because he's a because M- Miro was going. I like so as this sort of built, Miro's going like more and more bridezilla. Yeah, <laughs> he makes repeated references to his wedding. Yeah, when he when he kept going, I've attended enough of these weddings, and I, I know for a fact what's going to happen here. But no, he starts calling this wedding his wedding. Yeah, he's like you're ruining my wedding, you know. And then he's, it's like, oh Jesus, Miro. Have- Do you think Miro's going to turn on Kip? I don't, it's it's hard to it's because then he does that, but then he, he and then he sounds really threatening when he says like, "Well, I haven't got you a present because I'm your present." Yeah, like, it was I like yeah. that very forceful and aggressive. It's like it's a bit. Much. I'd like I'd like I'd like if they just carried this on as like Mira just becoming like a bit overbearing and then like newly married life and like just insisting That's what I mean. on because was... Kip's someone who's good enough that he deserves to be doing more. And obviously Miro is as well. So it would be good to kind of have them split up because Miro's being a bit of a fucking lunatic. Yeah. But then it's whether Kip Sabian you know, be a believable babyface because he's he's such a good heel. Yeah, he's such a quality prick, isn't he? You know, it's like 
Yeah. Um, so anyway, while this is going on, and he instructs Chuck to go out and tidy up, because the, the, the package is basically full of like tissue paper and it goes everywhere. Um, he instructs Chuck to go outside and clean it up. Um, and then he's so busy singing, he's having such a boss time, he doesn't notice that Chuck's um, chained his ankle to the to the turnbuckle. Yeah, I, how you wouldn't feel that, I don't know. But anyway... He's, he's drunk, mate. He had two glasses of champagne real quick. Oh, oh okay. Hit him instantly. Yeah, it's got the bubbles in, mate. You can just drunk quick. I mean, you, you, you say that, he's probably, um, probably been drinking all day because he's freaking out about his wedding. Yeah, he put it in the nerves. It was his wedding. It was his big day. Yeah. Uh, so while this is happening, um, so at this point, as soon as Miro has been been sort of chained up, Chuck decides he's had, quite frankly, enough. So he get, comes in, and gets into it with Kip. Um, he hits Kip into into Penelope, who goes. I mean, it's 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 a TV wedding. Someone's going in the cake. Yeah, and it's Penelope. She goes well, flying also, into the cake. Um, also, that was their real life wedding. Was that their actual ceremony? Yeah, that was oh. their actual ceremony. I know, I know they're actually married. I just didn't know if it was then or whether they it was got like married. Grace. This they got married, I believe, the day before. The day before, like officially, well, officially, but that was their actual proper ceremony. They oh, did. nice, proper. <laughs> like they just, they just, I think they just got in the registry office and got married, and then yeah, I res- respect them. That. that was that was awesome. Yeah. All, All I'm respect, saying is, will, um, will James Mitchell officiate my wedding when I get married? <laughs> <laughs> do, you me, do you want me to send him a tweet from the um I mean from he, the, he can do it on cameo if he wants. If he can just if he can just get on, if he can just pay him a cameo to like do the do the bar. Does Sarah know about this? Uh, no, but she, it's fine. She 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 doesn't need is to. Is she in the room now as you're no, asking she, 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 she's she's got a bed, it's alright. Okay. Is that why you've got is that why you've got a bit of fucking courage to ask that? <laughs> yes, that's why I'm talking that's why I'm talking about it right now. Um but Sarah can't be to tell you what. So while while we're planning that, um so Penelope goes to the cake, Kip is incensed. He's about to, to do a to do a punishment on um on Chuck. And who comes out of the cake of all things? Marilyn it's not Marilyn Monroe, she's uh, she's well dead. It's Orange Cassidy. <laughs> he rises out the cake like a like a slacker phoenix. And, um, you, I would say you've seen it coming, but you didn't, because the cake was well hidden, wasn't yeah. it? Well, I mean, they yeah, framed, they framed it. They started framing it very deliberately in the background during this like little bit um, while they were like all wrestling together. Then, while he's appearing, startling Kip Sabian, Chuck just brains him with an ice bucket, like absolutely kills him. And um, then Orange Cassidy gives him a beach break. Now, who are the heels here? Because, all right, I know Miriam was being a bit of a dick, and Kip Sabian's a bit of a bad lad. I mean, this, was their, this was their wedding, and they weren't they weren't like doing anything like obnoxious, or they Kip were name, like Kip's name's literally super bad. Yeah, but they weren't. Yeah, but they weren't doing anything obnoxious. They weren't like calling out anyone. They weren't like hurting anyone. Chuck Taylor's there because of the stipulation of a match that he agreed to under no duress. That finish is on that night. Yeah, exactly. No, so just let them have the. Half out like their ten minute segments where they get married and let them have their happy memory. But no, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor have to ruin it for no reason. It doesn't achieve anything. They've, they don't get they don't get a match out of it. They don't get a title match I out mean, of it. They did they did belittle Orange and Chuck Orange and Chuck's friend friendship. And they are literally the best friends. Yeah, I mean they are the best friends. They take the shit very seriously. So Yeah. So they're they're fighting for the honour of their friendship. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, that's it. And it goes off as we as we as we end the segment. Um, Penelope's doing her very best 
soap star, my wedding is ruined, like pissing okay. tears. Hmm. Like, racking sobs over the prone body of Kip Sabian. They didn't get a good enough like cream cake though. Because not not enough of it stuck to her face. No, that cake was far too solid. Like Yeah. <laughs> this is true. This is uh, yeah, true. I, I thought that was fun enough. It was a bit of brevity. I enjoyed it, you know. it. I can see. I, enjoyed I, it. I, I can imagine some people will fully hate this, and I can understand why. But for me, it was just the right amount of like unintentionally awful. Like, yeah. Intentionally awful. You know what I mean? It was all right. My, I wasn't. In love with it, but I didn't hate it. See, Aaron, those of us, those, those of us who actually lived with the Attitude Era the first time. Yeah, <laughs> we, 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 appre- seen, we appreciate fine you like this. I've I've seen I've seen worse um, worse like wrestling weddings. I, 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 I sat through Brooke Hogan and Bully Raymond. Fucking <laughs> hell! Oh. oh god! So any anything's better than that. <laughs> Yeah, and props to uh, to Jr. as well, being like saying how he's he's been at a number of wrestling weddings and they ne- they never turn out too well. <laughs> Jr. knew knew the score, he knew what was going down. You he see this- been in far too many of them. He's heard this song before. Um, <laughs> speaking of things from the Attitude Era and throwbacks, let's have a bit of Shaq calling uh, up Cody on um, Inside the NBA. I've I've got one line for this segment. Is it when he uh, did, is it when he describes the black tornado? Oh, no, no. I just went, Shaq calls Cody a cupcake. Cupcake Cody. <laughs> cupcake he calls Cody. him a cupcake a lot, didn't he? Yeah, he says it multiple times. He also he also debuts what he's calling he's going to hit him with the black tornado, which is kind of like protecting the ball into a Judas effect. Yeah. That, so he might, he might, Jericho might uh, pull some strings and get that changed. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if Jericho's uh, got that kind of pull. Mate, Jericho, Jer- Jericho's got that kind of pull. Cody, desc- Cody described their contract situation in AW, their contract styles, as tier zero to tier five and then tier Jericho. Tier Jericho. Fair <laughs> for um, So, yeah, so Jericho... Um, it's kind of weird because like, I think the, the other analysts on the panel are kind of mocking him. Because it's yeah. fake. Because it's, yeah, oh, it's, it's the real world, and to them, it's fake fighting. Shaq's doing a fake fighting with Cody Rhodes. When they're, yeah, when they're like, just sit down, Shaq. <laughs> and he, like, legitimately, on, Shaq. he legitimately knocks over like one of the COVID screens. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like Shaq, calm down now, mate. I can I can put a bet that two of the three of those guys didn't know who Cody was. No. <laughs> he was reading off the author cue, but he's from a Shaq's Notes wrestling family. Yeah. <laughs> Like, at least two of the three of them did not have a clue who he was. Hmm. That's very um, true. Right. They so, did announce as well um, the match will be taken on, taking place on the Go Home episode of Dynamite. Yeah, there's a reason for that. It's because um, Revolution is on the same day as the NBA All-Star game. Okay. And you know Shaq ain't missing that, so... <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, so... Um, from a match that you're all quite scared about to a match that I was incredibly excited about, let's talk about the Eddie Kingston Lance Archer Lumberjack match. This was a good match. I enjoyed this. Oh, I mean, yeah, Archer just gets right into it. He comes straight out the gate. He no longer yeets like random lads outside the entrance. He just yeets himself out the entrance into Eddie Kingston's face, which yeah. is which I'm all for. Um, 
So they do this thing in AW. I don't know. I don't know if this happens in every lumberjack match because I, I I don't really see that many of them these days. Um, they have all the faces on one side and all the heels on the other side, which gives it's it quite an. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that is that sort of standard? Because that, that I really yeah. like. I really like the dynamic and the sort of possibilities that gives. So there's a couple. There's a, there's a, there was a couple of really great, like, little early things here. My favourite, like, was Eddie Kingston just getting furious every time someone tries to throw him back in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a bit near the start where Billy just, like, touches him and rolls him back to the ring, and he just immediately gets back out and kills Fake Dolph. <laughs> we're, de- we're definitely going to get um, Eddie Kingston best Billy gun at some point, aren't we? <laughs> it's just Billy. Just Billy. No gun, mate. No just gun. Billy. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, there's another great spot where um, Eddie throws Lance out on the face side and he points at him. He's like, yeah, get him, get him, get him. And they all just go like, well, just help him up and like help him back in the ring like, nice and gentle. They all panic and go, nope. <laughs> Which then next time he throws him out, he makes sure he throws him out on the, on the heel side. And then every time Archie oh, gets thrown on the heel side, the faces come around to like to like make the save and yeah. Jack Evans Jack Evans is always there just giving it loads at the front as the faces come around which I absolutely love yeah Jack Evans is absolutely, absolutely fronting um, yeah I mean it's a, it's a decent match it's it's pretty chaotic um, the blade goes through a table at some point because one of <laughs> someone I've never heard of spears him through it um, Bear Country Bear Country well one of half of Bear Country half of Bear Country Bear Country are quite entertaining yeah, give me give me some more of them. They look they look alright. Good good thickness. Yeah. Also, Jake did a uh, clothesline the living shit out of Angelico at one point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that was uh, that was that was good. Um, yeah, it, it kind of broke down a bit towards the end, uh, but then it ends in quite spectacular fashion with Archer hitting Kings with a blackout, which I didn't think he'd be able to do. So props to uh, he did off the top rope, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, props to that. That was uh, that was nice. Um, and yeah, I loved as well when he went to do it on Ali, and Ali started crying. <laughs> like the, uh, Eddie Kingston just like backfisted the fuck out of him. It was just like, oh god. Yeah, again, it was it was kind of a, a a coda to them. It wasn't. I don't think it was. It obviously wasn't as straightforward as in my class last week. Um, but it was a nice little full stop at the end of that. Uh, Archie gets the win, obviously, so it settles the score there. Yeah. Obviously, don't know if don't know if he's still got. Don't know. Don't know what next for Freddie really. Whether he's got more with Archer. Whether he's going to get back into it. With Park. He can go the, the sort of tears that he might be uh, might be helping out. Um, what's his name? Um, ah, uh, what's his name? Fucking Don Carlos. Oh right, I'd be I'd be into that. Because they they did the whole. Uh, where he attacked um, somebody, I want to say it was um, it was Penta, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was it was Pack and Penta. Yeah. After the like when Kenny and the Good Brothers attacked somebody, uh, Phoenix. Memories fucking failing me tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, that yeah. was the, that was after the Kenny Phoenix match, wasn't it? When Kenny was like gonna. Fuck it was. Him. Yeah, they kind of teased that Eddie Kingston and um, his family were gonna be helping out with that. So we'll see. So I mean, if we're getting blood and guts, maybe Bill, and also maybe. also the fact that Archie is kind of feuding with them now as well would would indicate that. Yeah, it's all just kind of gravity like collapsing inwards and like a a hail of stiff punches, which I'm yeah. kind of really into. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So then after this, we get an FTR promo. Where they, um, I really, I really like this promo. It was very short, very to the point. It was quite effective. sinister, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, just a bit. So it, it starts off, and they're saying like, you know, um, they got suspended, and Jungle Boy ran to the teacher and complained, and got them kicked off the match. A bit of politics, and and then owl tail. And then Dax was like, "We're not bad people, but we will do bad things if we need to." And that was that was like really creepy when he started saying that. I was like, yeah. Jesus, like serial killer vibes. It was uh, yeah, it was it was quite horrifying. And then they pull, um, like speaking of you know murder, they pull in Marco Stunt, who's been like tied to a chair and gagged, being held hostage. Yeah, and Tony just gives him. It was the fact that whilst they were talking, all you heard was every so often just a little jingle. Yeah. I, kept, I kept hearing it. I was like, the fuck is that? Like, there's a noise in the battery. It's doing my tits in. And then it's just Marco's stunt. As soon as he gets in camera, it just goes, and starts like jingling. Like a, it's like, okay, makes sense. I also love how they still ironically refer to Luchasaurus as like a legit dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> They were like, they were like, uh, we have to get handcuffed to a dinosaur. And I was like, that was like, that's what really wound them up. Yeah. K- kayfabe's real. <laughs> keeping, yeah. It, keeping it kayfabe, mate. Um, yeah, so obviously the Jurassic Express FDR feud is nowhere near over. Uh, yeah, Tully gets into Jungle Boy, into, sorry, Marco's face and starts screaming at him towards the end of the promo as well, which I'm, I'm, I'm kind of really into. Um, yeah, yeah Tully, cool. Tully, they, they took a great fit together, man. Tully and FDR are so good together. Yeah, so he's like a proper like old school like heel, isn't he as well? If if Sean Spears had to die for this, then it was well worth it. <laughs> What's going on with him? Because he's just not been on TV for ages. Um, so obviously he's he, he announced that he was like done in kayfabe and he's been okay. taken off TV. Presumably they're going to rework him or put him in some other angle. But he was so obviously you can tell it was a work because he was he was on stage for the Ten Bell Salute for Brody Lee. Yeah. So, so he's still with the company, obviously. Probably because he was like. Really good mates with Brody as well. Yeah, but you know he's still obviously still in the company, and he oh, know, yeah. he, he runs his wrestling school with with Breeze, doesn't he as well? So he's probably doing a bit of that as well while he's. Uh... That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. So um, we then get a we get a Joey Janela promo because as we discussed earlier, inexplicably Toby Allen is fighting Joey Janela next week. No. <laughs> Mister, right. you usually I'd be raring for a Darby Allen versus Joey Janela match. Fucking two of the most extreme boys on the fucking roster, but it's just going to be a quick, like four minute match, isn't it? Yeah, I mean um, they've they've done nothing they to might, build you know, up into they might do like a big do anything. Yeah, they might do like a big crazy spot to kind of get people excited for um, the street fights, or even Darby might say, "Well, you're a hardcore guy. Why don't we just make this a street fight?" Yeah. If you're, wondering where, of... if you're wondering where Janela's you know been lately, he, apparently he got legit concussed in his match with Kenny Omega. I mean, did the back of his head not like smack the chair? Yeah, there was there was a spot there where he like he took a real hard hit to his head, and that, that apparently gave him like a legit concussion. So he's been in concussion protocol for the last few weeks. Fair enough. Okay, fair play. Huh? I'd forgotten all about that match. <laughs> It was, a, it was an alright match that one. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean, good. I the, the, they, they cut you cut to decent promo here. He says basically, yeah, me and you have, you know, he said, oh yeah, we've hurt, we've hurt ourselves, we've hurt each other. Basically, let's have a let's have a, a big scary fight. So let's do some garbage wrestling and make Jim Cornette roll in his grave. Some garbage wrestling, indeed. Um, oh, Jim Cornette, I'll cheer for the match. 
Fuck Jim Bonnet. <laughs> but you never, you never know. I mean, this could, it could be. I mean, I, I do hope it gets a bit of time to go because I think, yeah. you know. I, yeah, I, it doesn't have to be like fucking deathmatch. Oh, bloody nothing. They, they seem to be really into um, like putting on really good matches for that belt on Dynamite more than they would any other belt. So I, I feel like they'll probably give it a decent chunk of time. To be fair. Yeah. Um, right, so let's get on to the main event then. And what a main Do event this. it was. Jesus Whoa. Christ. So we have Back walking around like your Billy Big Bollocks. We have Billy Big Bollocks himself, <laughs> Kenny Omega, and the Good Brothers. Um, my only, my only disappointment here was we didn't get an individual. They they have like their own entrance music now, like their own. Uh, and every band. shake. Yeah. yeah, give us. Yeah, can't great. take Kenny's entrance. You spent ages building it up, and and the North Carolinas and the. I mean, it's it's it saved Aaron like five minutes of writing it down, which is nice. I, know. I was going to say on the positive side, I don't have to spend like. Do you think they maybe did that first? Constantly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so you can't take away Kenny's entrance now that you've just established it. Real, the real heel. Speaking of heels, did you see Kenny's fucking SNES game picks on Twitter earlier this week? No. He's gone full heel, mate. He didn't even pick Super Metroid. The monster. Shit. Hope Mox knocks his geek out. Um... <laughs> Right, so yeah, so we get Kenny and the Good Brothers with it all. I don't know. I think it's meant to be kind of sh- like the whole thing about the Good Brothers. Yeah, like, like, even, they're meant to be shit, aren't they? That's like the thing. Even the noise at the start, it was like an offbeat machine gun. It was weird and horrible, and <laughs> <laughs> it was very impact wrestling. Everything yeah. I think everything about the Good Brothers is just meant to make you a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Considering like the match last week got heavily edited because. Um, <laughs> he did the puff puff pass thing with uh, Matt Jackson. Matt Jackson won't have none of it. So he took it, Gallows took it back. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like, like you say, like Doc Gallows is just a walking dick joke, and I'm here for it. It's fine. Yeah. So they get in the ring as well, right? And as soon as Callus grabs a mic and starts talking, it goes to adverts. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. John Callis starts cutting a promo straight to commercials. <laughs> Did you notice on, on commentary as well that Excalibur kept cutting him off? <laughs> Tony Khan, Tony Khan, heel turn confirmed. Yeah, Callis kept trying to like talk and Excalibur just carry on talking. <laughs> the boy where Callis just went, oh, fuck this. <laughs> one of those um, emotional decisions Tony Khan keeps making. I mean, it's, it was probably a good one. We didn't have to listen to Don Carlos chat shit. Um, so yeah, then so we we actually get a proper entrance from the other guys. So we get um, Death Triangles banging house theme, and then we get yeah. Mox's entrance, and they all sort of make their way down together. Um, so Pack is I love that Death Triangle did Mox's entrance. Yeah, Pack is a legit face now, and I don't really like it. Yeah, but he's still a scary, scary Ooh. monster. It- it's when he was like fist bumping with Moxley, and that. I was like, "No, no, you're meant to hate him." Do you not remember when you went like a twenty-minute draw with him, like last year, and he guts and all that shit? Yeah, but he, he hates Kenny I, more. That's like the, the point. That was the only person I, until Kenny Omega beat Mox to come close to beating Mox as well, because mm-hmm. he had that draw, didn't he? So yeah. Um, Oof. Again, we'll, we'll, not, we'll not go blow for blow on this because it's a hell of a match. Um, a lot. <laughs> uh, 
Has anyone got any, want to call any spots that they particularly enjoy? Um, yeah, so I love the fact that straight away, Mox just got like, um, Pack and Anderson like did the bit at the start and then Mox just gets like in, in Gallo's face and just starts like training like heavy shots with him, going blow for blow with him. Um, a lot of this match is just Mox taking the beating as well, which is um, yeah, something you don't see all the time. Mm, that's fa- very true. Um, he, um, th- there was a bit where um, Mox fought out that Magic Killer as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Phoenix got awesome hot tag. Yeah, Phoenix is like legit one of the best wrestlers in the world, isn't he? Like, and you don't oh, realize yeah. you don't realize it doesn't hit you until it hits you, and then you're like, oh shit, no, this guy is like legitimately one of the best in the world. Uh, I love that yeah. there's a spot where Phoenix did that move where he sort of like locks the arm and then tries to run the ropes. And Kenny crotched him and then snapdragged him off the top rope. Oh, yeah, that was fucking horrible. Um, yeah, and the... Um, I can't remember what the move was. They did like a triple team move on Pac. Uh, oh, yeah, it was, like a, it was like a sort of suplex. It was like that Dudley's back suplex neckbreaker thing, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So Gallo so two of them, for the back Two suplex. of them did the neckbreaker and one of them did the and, back suplex. Yeah, yeah Kenny and Anderson did the... Um, Netbreaker. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple of really nasty looking V triggers that Kenny hit on Pac. Um Pac falls out with a one winged angel, which was a nice yeah, call. But the, the one like he hit just out where he's like by the ropes and he hits him with a V trigger and you're like because you keep thinking like you, you see him like eyeing him up and like Pac's like right by the ropes, you think, Oh, he's gonna move because you know this isn't gonna be the finish. And Pac's like right by the ropes, you think oh he goes me out the way and Kenny goes to the ropes and then but no, he just takes it right in the face, like on the ropes. Yeah. Um the faces triple team the Kenny Omega for a bit after this as well. Uh, yeah. And then it kind of just broke down. Everyone was just throwing each other out the ring, uh, taking each other out. Phoenix hit like a mental dive on him. Oh, my every, time, every time he does one of them, like I lose like three months of my life. <laughs> yeah. It didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't as like, it didn't look as dangerous as the last one he did where uh, he kind of like landed crutch first on the barricade, but it was, he landed like knees the back of his knees over the barricade which looked nasty he still comes out um, with like some speed yeah um, Kenny paradigm shift Mox uh, he reversed the paradigm shift to one of his own uh, as he's pinning Mox uh, Pac just comes out of uh, nowhere and 450s him yeah that was uh, ridiculous yeah uh, and the, the way Pac sold it as well where he's like body just stiffened up after he landed on him <laughs> um, Mox then gun stunned uh, Anderson after Anderson went for it on Mox. Um, and the Good Brothers hit a magic killer on Phoenix to win. And Kenny had another dirty looking um, V trigger on Pac as Pac tried to like break up the pin. Oh, yeah. That was like through the ropes, wasn't it? Pac was like on the apron. Yeah. Pac was getting into the ring as he got like he just made Cle- with cleaned his clock. Yeah. Uh, and that was the match. Uh, Good Brothers beat Phoenix uh, with the magic killer. I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting that all the pinfalls that they're picking up, it's the Good Brothers getting the pin, not yeah. Kenny. Well, they ain't coming to aid up to do the job, mate. I mean, Kenny doesn't necessarily need them, does he? If he's meant to be the snidey heel, mm. wants a piece of that's got power of some sort. Yeah, I suppose he doesn't need to win every match. But no, a good point. You can't have him lose either. Yeah. Just need to he, protect just, them and make them look strong. He's just Chris Jericho in it. It's fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, um, po- post-match, um, Phoenix is getting the beat down again. It's always Phoenix. They fear Phoenix. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, Don Callis. a good line on commentary where Don Callis went, um, where he said something like, uh, I told them to stay on Phoenix and by stay on Phoenix, I mean injured. Yeah. Um, so Archer makes the save. His music hits mm. and he runs in. Um, absolutely cleans house. Takes um, takes Doc Gallows all the way to Pain Town on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Rolls through the crowd with a Doc as well, doesn't he? Yeah. And then, so they just like gone, basically. They just clear the, the ring. And that leaves two men in the middle of the ring. It leaves Kenny Omega, a pro Kenny Omega, and um, a crawling, vengeful John Moxley. As, yeah. he, as he approaches the, the body of Kenny Omega with evil on his mind, he stands up, he, he readies himself to, to, and then. Well, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you finish this off here, Jay. Uh, a hooded man attacks John Moxley, <laughs> and I was thinking, who the fuck is that? Because he looked quite like splendid. That's the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, and then they they pull they pull the the face mask off and the hood down, and it's fucking Kenta kicking the forbidden door off the fucking hinges. Um, Kenta hit a dirty looking GTS on Mox as well to just finish the show. Uh, then rolls out the ring. He sort of looks at it, Kenny, doesn't he? And Kenny looks at him and then they, but they don't interact. There's a hole through Kenny. They don't like um, they don't they don't too sweet, they don't high five, they don't like there's no celebration well, or anything like that. Yeah, so after um after it went off the air on the Twitter accounts, AW put a video up of uh, Kenny like basically following after Kenta as Kenta's walking to his car. I imagine I might in my in my head kind of now that's just the Alan Patrick scene where he keeps shouting down. Pretty much. Um but he's like Kenta, Kenta he's not Kenta, he, he's not at me, he's not at me, it's fine. Yeah, Kenta turns around and Kenny's just like um Kenny's just like, oh Kenta, th- thanks. I didn't realise the boys from Japan would send someone over. And Ken Kenta just goes, shut the fuck up Kenny and walks off. Um Nice. And then it got announced that next week we're getting a lights out match, Kenny and Kenta versus Mox and Archer. So not an with, official AW match? No, because Kenny says at the end, Kenny goes, I mean, let's face it, Tony, I know you can't officially sanction the match because Kenta doesn't work here. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I'm guessing um, that means we've finally got that official uh, working relationship we've well, been AW roster Twitter has gone off in the same no chill fashion that it went off um, after the impact thingy, didn't it? So, so it was there New Japan's Twitter to be fair. Yeah, New Japan Global been fucking popping off about Kenta showing up on Dynamite all bloody day. Where's um, New Japan Strong? Like hell, um, California, California, California. In the in the LA dojo, basically. Right, so then, yeah. guys, should we do some ups and downs for the show? Jay, do you want to start us off? Yeah, um, my down was probably the Chaos Project versus Hangman and Hardy. It was just a little bit on the shift side, wasn't it? Um, and um, I'm going to say my up was... Probably uh, the lumberjack match. I enjoyed that quite a lot. Sound, yeah. Uh, Aaron, 
Um, I'm a sucker for death matches and hardcore matches, but I'm also a sucker for battle royal. So that'll be my up, the opening match. A lot of it, a lot of beef in the ring in one go there. Yep, I love it when it's just a cluster fuck in the ring. You had the meat man in there. You had a dinosaur. You know, they, they, give you, they give you everything. I had a jungle boy and I mean, we, we, got, we, got, the... we got a good Tarzan boy entrance as well, which was uh... yeah. The crowd actually singing along this time. <laughs> uh, no, no, they've learned it. No, it's fine. <laughs> and my low, uh, just Darby and Sting and Team Taz. Yeah, I'm bored of it. I'm sick of seeing them. I'm sick of them doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Sound? Yeah. <laughs> I'll go. So for my... I'll, I'll try and pick something different for the up anyway, because it was a really good show with loads of bits. Um, I would have probably said... They, actually, my, my, my three favourite matches... Oh, they were, they, were all, they were all good, weren't they? Uh, except for one. Um, the, main, the main event and the Kent reveal sort of stand by themselves don't they? but I'll, I'll throw it out to Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa I thought you know that was again okay. it's not necessarily my f- oh, it, it was the match that surpassed my expectations by the most which I think counts as something give me more Thunderstruck chance please just give me more <laughs> Thunder Rosa in AEW because there's a there's a sort of pattern that all the, all the AEW women's matches I really like t- tend to either have her or Serena D or both of them in. so there's, that's not a coincidence I'm sure um and yeah, for the for the down, we'll have um, Hangman and Hardy vs. Chaos Project. I mean, I guess I know it was just a, a little storyline throwaway thing. It was four minutes, but in, in, it feels like that match is still happening. It just feels like I'm still watching Luther walk walk across the ring to his corner, turn around, walk back, pick up Sapenko, literally drop him like a sack of potatoes onto his opponent, and then walk slowly back out the ring again. Yeah, he's not very good, is he? But hey, at least he didn't fall off the apron this time, so that, that's something. Yeah. Makes me sad. And that's true. If, he, if he'd been given long enough, he probably would have, to be fair. Yeah, um, so thank you for joining us for what turned out to be a, a very entertaining beach break. Um, it was mm-hmm. well worth the price of admission, which, you know, being on TV, it was free. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was some good matches. Um, by all accounts, Jay, um, without, without crossing the, the streams too much, NXT was also a banger this week. It was. It was very good. Really enjoyed the next this week as well. So Wednesday night continues to win as a, a destination for wrestling, which is always good to see. Um, whether you like AEW or they like NXT, whether you like both, whether you like neither, Wednesday is where it's at. Um, James, speaking of where it's at, if people want to get hold of us on social media, where are we at? We're on uh, Twitch and Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod. Easy for me to say. And... Um, we're on Facebook and YouTube, Untitled Wrestling Podcast. And Aaron, if uh, all this wrestling talk has knocked the, the vibe out of my facial hair, how can I go about restoring it? Uh, you can get creams, oils, and other such things for your beard to look good at thatchface.com, where if you get a shit ton of stuff, you can get 20% off if you type in TroyXL85 in the promo code bar. Yeah, you can use that promo code. You don't have to order it. You can order it. You don't. Have, you can order as much or as little as you like. You know. You know. Please, if you if you are feeling generous, they do give a lot of their proceeds to testicular cancer charities. So it's well worth supporting them if you're in the market for some beard 
paraphernalia. Uh, it is also my contractual obligation to announce that if you would like some wrestling-themed beer, you can go to topperbrewing.com, place a little order there, and we will deliver it directly to your door. Uh, new beers are currently being brewed as we speak. That's why I'm knackered this week, because I'm brewing all week. I'm actually doing some work. Um, uh, so, yeah, new beers are being brewed as we speak, and they will be ready for you very soon. So keep an eye on the Top Rope social media for those. Uh, anything else anyone's right guys any any little bits and bobs before we before um, we round I'm up? sure Aaron's got something um, oh, no, I, 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 I know I know that's coming but you know I'll, I'll uh... <laughs> right, well, before that all that remains to me to say is thank you very much for joining us this week for our review of Beach Break from all of us here Thanks at the listening, guys. Wrestling Podcast thank you very much and goodbye bye classic sign aimed at Baron Corbin where it says sir I feel compelled to stress that we are not booing because of your effective heel work. We are booing because you are simply awful. <laughs> and that's actually a sign. He's showing me to the camera, and it's the best thing I've ever seen. This is. I think we should retire this second note. You'll never beat that. Yeah. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.